Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. All right, you may be seated. Um, we just have a short time, so I want you to open your spirit and your heart, and I believe that the Lord is going to bless us in this time. Amen. Uh, turn with me to Second Peter, chapter. Second Peter, chapter one. Second Peter. Um, bring you greetings from uh, Ghana. Ghana is fine. <laughs> Actually, I was um, I just came from Seattle, where I was. Uh, I actually arrived in Ghana on Friday, so I was just there for Saturday and Sunday. Then I had to come today. <laughs> so um, everybody's fine. They are all waiting for you to come and visit. When are you coming? Soon. Come before Jesus comes. <laughs> Otherwise, you have to come in the new, the new heaven and the new earth. You come to the new Ghana. You not see the old Ghana. But it's good to be here. Amen. Amen. So today, I'm going to be sharing with you how many want to work for the Lord. Hmm? Good. I'm going to be sharing with you uh, on different things. Um, that I believe will help us all and um, will be a blessing. Amen. Amen. So I want you to be ready to flow along. And uh, I don't know how late we will go, but I don't think we'll go very early. (laughs) So so just be, be prepared. Amen. Okay. Now, the first thing that I want to share with you is in Second Peter, chapter one, verse uh, one. It says, "Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith, all right, with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior." Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, grace, everybody say grace and peace. peace. Be Be multiplied. Amen. What is 
grace. Grace is when God helps you and when God touches your life and the God element is, you know, strong. That's the grace of God. It's the, the grace we are talking about is the grace of God. How many want a God element in your life? You see, Jesus Christ, uh, Jesus' surname is not Christ. You know, he was not like Mr. and Mrs. Christ's son. You get it? He was Jesus, uh, the son of Joseph, or Jesus of Nazareth, if you like. And because of the God element in his life, because it was so strong, and there was such a divine element of miracles, of his power, of the anointing, they gave him a nickname. And the nickname was Christ. Because Christ is the anointed one. So he became known as Jesus, the anointed one. You get it? So, because, you know, of the things he was doing and so on, you realize that uh, there was so much God element of the power of God, the grace of God, and the, 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 the mercy of God was all around him. So after a while, they didn't just call him Jesus of Nazareth or Jesus, but Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. I see that God element coming into your life. You see, the God element can be in your life so that whatever you do, whatever you lay hands on, there will be a special blessing on that thing. Can I have an amen? Amen. And I see that God element coming into your life right now. It will happen practically. By the time we finish these few hours, the God element will be multiplied in your life to be multiplied is different from to be added 8 plus 8 is 16 8 times 8 is 64 so when we are talking about being multiplied then we are talking about something that is stupendous do you know stupendous (laughs) huh Some people think that stupendous means it's stupid. (laughs) But stupendous means that it's greater than you expected. Higher than you thought it was. So, when grace and peace is being multiplied, then it is a great thing that is happening. Now, these are the two things that we need most of in South Africa as ministers, as workers of the Lord. Because I'm talking to you as workers. I don't want to talk to you as Christians. I'm talking to you as people who are working for God. That's the best way that I can talk to you. Amen. People who are working for God. All of us are workers for the Lord. Hallelujah. And we need peace because there are many problems even for all of us who are working for God. How many have problems in your lives? Huh? What's ish? Issues. 
issues of life. There are so many problems you cannot imagine. Huh? Sometimes you see people coming to church, they look very nice, they sit by each other, husband and wife, but you don't know the sinazos that are shaking them. <laughs> you know? And sometimes when people are talking, you just realize that this man, he hasn't seen some things before. Yeah. One day I saw a certain pastor, he was talking about uh, another pastor who was having problems. You know, laughing. Ah, eh, eh. And I just pulled his shirt, you know. <laughs> I said, be careful. <laughs> because you may be next. Yeah. One day I was talking to an older pastor and he was saying, he said, these people have not seen something that they cannot control before. Something you don't control is what we call siniazo. And there are many things like that in life. You can't control it. It's beyond your control. Sometimes if you are getting sick, you realize it's beyond your control. Sometimes if your husband is behaving in a certain way, you realize that it's beyond your control. You can talk and talk, but you see that he's not moving from his ways. Your wife can also decide to be circulating around doing things. It's also a siniazo. You may try to get different jobs. But still, you are not prospering. And you realize that you are meeting with things you don't have control over. When somebody hasn't seen one before, they talk in a different way. But when you have seen one of such experiences, you become cooler. And you don't talk by heart. Amen? Amen. So, we need the grace of God and the peace of God as the world becomes more and more, more, more complex. President Bush needs the peace of God. <laughs> he has seen a siniazo in Iraq. <laughs> he, he cannot control it. Yeah. If you see the Americans, so like, all of them have walkie-talkies. So when they are fighting, everybody has a telephone in his ear with his mouth to the mouth as they are moving. You know, so just with high-tech equipment. When this one runs here, there's okay, I'm here, I'm here. Then they are running, they are talking. You know, and now they have seen people who don't mind dying. The people you can control with fear of death. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's no peace. Peace, peace, there's no peace. So, we need peace. You know, in a situation which is difficult, you need peace. I was talking to somebody who was dying. And he said, Christianity is a wonderful religion. He was telling me, he said, I was in the hospital. Because, I mean, the doctors had told him, what was wrong with him? He's not, a, he's not an old person, young man. 
And uh, he was so scared and restless in the hospital. And the Lord visited him. And then suddenly he became peaceful. And you realize that just the knowledge of God, the knowledge of heaven, can give you peace. He told his wife, Bishop, Bishop hugged me. As he came to see me. He said, Bishop hugged me. He said, A man that I have insulted. See, but because before the seniors came, he used to insult me. Oh, yeah. He said, A man that I used to insult. He said, I can't believe it. But as he lay there, very, very restless and scared. You know, because they, 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 they wrote on his folder in red and gave him. In fact, they even sent the police to, to look for him because they said he, he would die. You know, if they don't find him. But peace was able to come to him. He's still alive and he has peace. Even though the problem is not, it's not gone. And cannot go in the natural unless there's a miracle. So peace is something that you need. Is it not so? Even the young people, you have a lot of problems. How many young people have a lot of problems at your young age? How much more when you are 40 years old? Huh? Is it not marvelous and stupendous? We need peace. I need peace. My life needs peace. Your life needs peace. You need to be able to be peaceful in tribulation. But how can you have peace? This peace I'm talking about. And then grace. Grace is where God helps you. There's a divine help in whatever you are doing. There's a divine push. God's hand is on you. When you say A, the A works. When you say B, it works. When you try something, there's, there's some help in it that seems to work things out. If you don't have a beloved, God sends you a beloved. You don't even paint your face, but a beloved comes to you. That's it. But when the grace is not there, you may paint in different colors. And still, there is no beloved. You may smile, but nobody still wants you. Look, I have officiated many weddings. It's not the most beautiful girl who gets married. It is those upon whom the grace of God is. So pray for more grace. How many, how many want more grace? Ah. I want grace. And I want grace in the ministry. Because it takes the hand of God to let the ministry work. Or anything you are trying to do for God. Because everybody is preaching or people are preaching. But some preaching is working. And it's having an effect. 
And some people are trying to do something and it's working. And some it's not working. And so we need more of the divine element. And that divine element, sometimes we call it the anointing. There are different names. Sometimes we call it the anointing. Sometimes we call it the spirit of God. You know, but it's the help of God. The, one of the versions says the undeserved favor and help of God. You know, things that you don't deserve. And we need it. Amen. I want it. Yes. How many want it? I like it. Say, I like it. I want it. I want the Lord to be with me. One day I was on a plane, flying somewhere. I don't remember where. Maybe to America or the Far East. And uh, I saw in a vision, somebody sitting by me. And the person was wearing a light blue uh, gown. You know, because I, I think at that time Osama bin Laden or the Taliban, some of them were moving around, you know. <laughs> so it, it became scary to fly. It's still scary, but, you know, these days I tell myself, look, what are you going to be frightened about? You have to go. So just go. So I saw this person sitting by me. The Lord said, that's your angel. He, 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 he bought... He comes along, no pay, no ticket, nothing. He just moves around with you. And I suddenly saw that the Lord had assigned some special spiritual forces to accompany me. And it is in the Bible. He will give his angels charge over you. That means in English, he will give his angels instructions to accompany you and to defend you. That's exactly what the Amplified Bible says. I see angels all around you. Yeah. Do you believe in that? Yeah. One time Jesus was speaking about the little children and he said, their angels are always beholding my face in heaven. Every child has an angel. And there's no verse in the Bible that tells us that when you grow up, your angel goes away. So all of us have an angel. And even though you may be older, your childhood angel is, has not been sacked. Unless you have sacked him. I don't know if you have sacked your angel. <laughs> He's still doing his job. Amen. Amen. And when people pray for you, I believe more angels are assigned to you. And especially as you minister, you know, these angels are sent along to minister with you and to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. One time I was in uh, Tulsa with the uh, in Papa Hagen's meeting, camp meeting. I'm talking about grace. Amen. How God helps you. And as we were ministering, as he was ministering, Kenneth Hagen, an angel appeared to him. And the angel appeared to him in the congregation. And pointed to someone and the angel told him to come to that person and minister to that person in the and it happened to him a couple of times the angel said pray for this person pray for this person <laughs> pray for this one and you wonder you see that <laughs> the angel himself cannot pray for the, the person but the angel has been instructed 
to accompany you and to minister alongside with you. He said, pray for this person. Minister to this person. So he walked down. In fact, he was telling us about something that had happened. And then the angel appeared in the... I was in the service. Hey! It was not an easy service. <laughs> and I was really touched. But I realized that, you see, God is using men to minister. And unless you are ready to receive from the men that God sends you, you often don't receive anything. But God is not using angels to preach His word. He's using men to preach His word. So grace is coming into your life. From today, people will see you and they will, they will ask you, so how, how, do you, how do you do it? <laughs> and what do you say? The grace of the Lord. Hallelujah. And somebody asks you, so how do you make it? I mean, what, what? And it's the grace of God. What do you do? It's the grace of God. It is the grace of and God. My father-in-law said something many years years ago. I've never forgotten. He said, he said, I don't like either. He said, I don't like. He said, I don't like it when people boast about things that God has given them. <laughs> yeah, you didn't do it. God has given it to you, and you are boasting about it. You should not boast about something that God has done for you. I mean, why are you boasting? about something you didn't do yourself, but the Lord did for you. And I remember it. God doesn't lie. An old man, thought they charismatic, he doesn't speak it. I said that, I don't like it when people boast about things God has done for them. You didn't do it yourself. God did it. And you are boasting as though you did it. No. Even if you are alive and you are breathing here, brother, telling you that it's by grace if you don't know your type is in the mortuary right now your same age and everything they are there you can go and check if you don't believe i will take you hallelujah so as a pastor i have always wanted more help you know when i get to a point in the ministry i realize that i need something more how many realize that you need something more? So, often I would go around looking for something more. I want something more to help me to go a step higher. You see, I'm taking you a step higher today. Amen. I see you go. There are several people moving a step higher right now. So I was looking for something that would take me one step further. You know, God, can you lift me higher? Can you take me further? Is there, how can I go further? Do you understand? And this scripture holds the key to that, that elevation, that, that, that moving forward. How to go a step or some steps. No, not a step. Many steps. It says grace and peace. These are the two things we need. Be multiplied. Not added. Multiply. How? Through prayer and fasting. Check. Check your notes. Through what? Prayer Fasting and uh, anointing oil. Through what? 
the knowledge of who? Of God and of Jesus our Lord. Wow! You see, that next elevation that God has planned for you is going to actually come by not even just a little step, but it's going to multiply His help and His his involvement in your life, in your ministry, in your trying to work for God and with God, is going to multiply something to you that's going to take you in a multiplied way forward. And how is he going to do it? It's very clear. Through the knowledge of God. Through the anointing oil. Through fasting. Through prayers, huh. read it. Through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus. This is a very, very important thing. And that is why I constantly am looking for something because I know how can I go forward? There is something somewhere that I can know. Knowledge of God. If I can get into it, I will be blessed. <laughs> and I will be I will be I'll have a multiplied improvement. I remember. And that's why as for me, I love books and tapes. Anybody who moves forward, listen, no, I'll just tell you something you don't know. It's harder to read your Bible than to pray. Oh yeah. It's harder to read your Bible than to pray. I'll give you an assignment. Pray for two hours. Read your Bible for two hours. We'll see who can survive. I'll give you a Bible. I say, read this book for two hours. And I'll say, pray for two hours. you see that the guy who is praying will survive for the two hours. But the, the man who is reading the Bible... You see that it's not survival. In fact, sometimes when people come to me and they cannot sleep, say, I cannot sleep, I have difficulty sleeping, this and that's okay. I gave you one, I have two tablets, but one is extra power and one is low power. So I give them the low power one first, which is prayer. I said, pray. So start praying and then you find out that you sleep. How many have prayed and you felt, you, before you realize you woke up? You sleep and then you wake up. Sleep and then you wake up. If that one is not working, then I'll give you the Bible. <laughs> that is even more powerful to make you sleep. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, you realize that there is there is a, there are secret knowledge revelations. You see, the kingdom of God. Is like a treasure that is hidden in a field. In every book, there is something hidden. The way I preach now, you can't easily write notes. Now, I'll tell you in advance. You know, I can't easily write notes. The notes are the, what is in the Bible. <laughs> but as I used to just preaching the 20 points, 25, but now you can't write notes. What you can get is the knowledge of God. <laughs> Yeah. It says grace and peace be multiplied to you. 
That, that means that the next stage, the next stage of your life, how you will be helped to the next stage of your life, is going to be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God. And the knowledge of God comes from reading the Bible, which is a very difficult thing to do. Wherefore, God has given us apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, teachers. All of them teach. Apostles are teachers, pastors are teachers, evangelists are teachers, uh, 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 prophets are teachers, and teachers are teachers. All of them are teachers. Moses was a great prophet. All his teachings are in Leviticus, Exodus, or whatever. He was a great teacher. Evangelists and so on, they teach about Christ. Do you understand? The Bible says, Philip went down to Samaria and preached Christ unto them. You know, so all of them are, preach, are teachers and they are all to perfect the body of God, including evangelists. Evangelist work is even in the church. He's supposed to perfect the body of God. Evangelists. Go and read. God gave them gifts for the perfecting of the body, including evangelists. Evangelists are supposed to preach to Christians to, to be saved, to, to be perfected. <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, are you listening to me? So I have always sought for something that would take me to the next level. And listen, because what I'm going to, all that I will share with you at the camp hinges on understanding this, that your next level hinges on getting into knowledge and revelation. And you must be the first to get it. And I'm showing you how to get it. Because this meeting will be over soon. It takes usually about four times of hearing the same thing for it to stick. So what you are hearing now is going to evaporate mostly. You remember one or two things, especially the stories and so on. You remember them. But listen carefully. So when I wanted to get this knowledge, what do I do? Thank God for the teachers. They've written books and they have tapes. So through these, I found myself going to the next level. Oh yeah, yeah. In 1988, I was at, uh, I was going to a, a village to do my medicine for one month, community health rotation. So, on my way to this place, because I knew I was going to be away for one month, and I was going to have time and so on. So on my way, you know, I passed through a center of grace and peace. You see, another word for bookshop is center of grace and peace. <laughs> Amen. Because there's much grace and peace, but it's hidden in the pages and in the things there. Because God's kingdom is treasure hidden. It's not obvious. Most people go into the field if I send you here to go and bring something valuable, most of you will bring some leaves and some branches. Not knowing that there's some diamond and some gold there. You didn't. So we come out of the field holding our sack full of grass and stones and leaves. There's diamonds there. So people come to church. You come under the ministry of somebody and you walk away with grass and stones and wood when there are diamonds and gold to be received from the person. Zambezi. Are you listening to me? So don't walk away from these meetings with grass and stone. There are treasures. 
So I would go for this meeting and say, as I was going to this place, I said, let me go and to the center of grace and peace to see if I can get something. So I passed by this bookshop, which was called Lord J Bookshop. And when I went there to this Lord J Bookshop, you know, I just look around and see, because I'm just looking for some tapes. You know, anything, anything, anything. So I scan, scanning, scanning, scanning. And then I found these tapes by Papa Hagen, which I looked at and I said, oh, the title was different, but I, when I listened to it, I realized, oh, I know this message. But you know, hearing things over and over is actually the secret to knowledge. You don't really get much knowledge by just today. That's why I don't bother to come so much for so many camp meetings because you, the tapes are there. I have preached for many, many camps. There are much, much knowledge and blessings for you. If only you want it, but people don't want it. Do you understand? So, I took these tapes with me and I was just listening. What did I put on the tape? And as he was telling his story, I didn't know the story. But as he was telling the stories and as he was ministering, something happened to me. In the middle of the night, I was kneeling down on, by my bed. In fact, I slept. Never feel sad when you sleep whilst you are praying. Because God can see you kneeling down and you falling asleep. Me, my daughter came to knock on my door one day. She knocked, knocked, knocked. Who is that? that Daniela, what is this? I want, to, I want to come to you. I want to come to you. And then, and then we for, I forgot. Then later on, either in the middle of the night or later, I opened the door and I found that she had fallen asleep by my door. On the door like that, she was asleep. You know, and my heart was so touched. And the Lord said, you see, when you come to knock at my door in heaven and you fall asleep, and my heart is so touched. I see the sleeping Christians. Sleeping at all night, sleeping when they are praying. My heart is so touched. I see my children sleeping at my door. Uh, are you not touched when you see your children sleeping? And all the children, the child was, I want to come where you are. Oh, and you see the falling asleep at your door. It's stupendous. I said, It's stupendous. So, I fell asleep. But then I woke up again about 3 a.m. And the tape was playing. You know, and I just always exposed myself to these things. It's not like radio. It's on. It's playing. And as it played, something at a point, something jumped out of the tape. Now, you don't have to have this experience. I'm just telling you what happened to me. And it's not a doctrine. This is what has to happen to you. If something doesn't jump into me, then it means that I have not been anointed and so on. No, 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 no. So it means I shouldn't also tell my story. I also tell my story. Yeah, I have to tell you what happened to me. I cannot lie about what, what happened to me. And something jumped out of the tape. Now listen, this is somebody who is listening and listening and listening and, li- and is open. And you see, you cannot receive the anointing that is in somebody's life. Unless you receive the person himself. Yeah. Let's say I've come to your house and I'm holding silver and gold. And I'm coming to bless you with it. And I come and I knock on the door and you open the door. You say, pardon? You say, what? You want to come? He said, no, I'm busy. One day I went to visit a, a, a certain sister. I went with her brother. And I kept come very far, very, very far to come and look for a backsliding soul. And knock on the door. You know what she says? Oh, I'm busy. So I'm cooking and so on. So I cannot come. So I could not enter with my christian brother so you cannot receive the things the person is carrying 
unless you receive the person himself as many as received him to them to them he gave power yeah if you don't receive the one who is coming to you you get it you cannot receive what he is carrying so that is that is why there is a campaign against every man of god to make him as blackened as possible as distorted and twisted and as many stories as possible because that will keep him out of your house and as long as he's kept out of your house what he's carrying you cannot he will not come into the house with it anyway and therefore you never have it as many as received jesus those who received it he gave those only those who received not the whole world those who received he gave power john chapter 1 verse 12 he gave them power to become sons of god but it was only those who received him that he gave that power to so that's why it's so important for you to see beyond the stories the calumny the 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 blackmail and the evil that is spread about every man of ignore those things when you hear them say satan you say tell satan satan i have seen one before one day i I asked people that how many have heard bad stories about me before the whole church raised their hand look at that you will hear because it is a standard practice of satan it's the standard practice it's a, one of his normal formulae standard operating procedures to keep men of god out so suddenly something jumped out of that tape and came into me i felt it here i tell you and then i had a voice in the room and the voice said from today you can teach I tell you, that was in 1988. It's been some years now. But you can see, you know, that the Lord has blessed that anointing. And it's not my ability to talk. Because naturally, I'm a very quiet person. Oh, yeah. I look like somebody talks a lot, you see. I'm a very quiet person. If you know me in real life, you find out I'm very quiet. In fact, if I'm not talking about God or about the church, you find that my words have gotten finished almost immediately. I don't have, I don't have anything. To, when I'm at home with my wife, my wife does the chatting, and I say, "Oh, really?" I ask a question. Eh? So what happened? And this and that, and I just she talks and talks, and I'm best. She's the one who informs me about what's happening in the world. At first I'll be quiet, but after a while I realize that no, I have to say, mmm, ah, yeah, yeah. You know, as you grow in, as you grow in marriage, you must know the strategies. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, what was I telling you? <laughs> so naturally, I'm a quiet person. It is it is the is the church work that makes me talk. And when I talk, I talk about God, and about His word. My conversation is about God. Amen. Amen. So, ladies and gentlemen, suddenly. I was I received I received some grace 
some help in you know at that time I was a pastor <laughs> I had a few people in my church at Kolebu few nurses were you there in 1988 you were there in 1988 were you there in 1988 alright so there I was with a few nursing students and a few laboratory technical students nobody in my church had a car and here was I a young man who said he was called and I called all the pastors and bishops in town nobody wanted to have anything to do with me when I told this one this one says well I invited one of the people the big people in town he said listen I, I no longer sow among stones I mean I invited him to come and preach so I don't I no longer sow among stones I don't sow seeds among stones do you understand <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing and so on and so forth everybody rejected me but you see now god had now given me his own help and many of those people who just threw me out and discarded me as a uh, never do well type of person have been forced to reckon with the reality of our presence in the system amen and we have become one of the largest ministries and growing in the whole world hallelujah so suddenly i received a next level of impartation that took me to another level anytime I, I, I feel where I am is okay I want to go to this next level you know, I start to look for the knowledge there, there's something I don't know there's some knowledge not prayer not prayer listen carefully there are a lot of people in church who pray a lot but they cannot become pastors the reason is that they don't have much of the knowledge of God I don't think there's anybody here who prays more than me. Honestly, I don't think there's... I pray more than all of you. Yeah. Because I pray for hours and hours and hours. When you leave me in a place, I can stay in a room for one week and all I'm doing is I'm praying 10 hours a day. Like that, I can pray. And I'll stay there for a long time and then I just go. Oh, that's what that's my work. So when I say that, I don't say that. When we, when we went to the camp, they told us that we shouldn't pray against him. I didn't, I never said that. Don't start. <laughs> no. That is, you are harvesting the grass. <laughs> don't harvest grass and take grass to your house. Prayer is important, but I'm showing you how you will be... Prayer has its role, and it also has its role in going higher. But when you study the Word and you get the knowledge of God, that one in itself will tell you to pray. The knowledge of God will make you pray. But you see, there are people who are praying, and they don't know much about God. They don't know much in depth about God. And so they, they don't seem to rise to a certain point so they seem to be around for a long time but they, they, they are not coming to the point where they are also ministering it's because they don't have the knowledge of God they love the church they love the pastor they enjoy the fellowship all their friends are in church but there is a certain going higher which is not happening because you need the knowledge of God yourself and you need it you need to come by the knowledge of God Every level. Oh, one day I remember I had a, a set of tapes. Somebody sent us tapes from Yonggi Cho. I never heard of him. I've never listened to him before. I know we had a church and we wanted to go higher. 
But this man has a big church. How do we go higher? There's something we don't know. There are things we can learn. And then I decided to learn. I went again to this same Suhum place. I tell you, with those tapes, I went with Reverend Saki. I said, let's go there and go and listen to the tapes and pray there. Because something happened to me on that place. Maybe something can happen again. I need to go higher. Lift your hand and say, I need to go higher. You see, we need to go higher from where we are. There is the next level. I see you moving to the next level in the name of Jesus. So I listened to those and I started to study and analyze what Yongi Cho is talking about. I found myself going higher. I remember one time when I came to South Africa about four years ago. I was in, uh, right here in Pretoria. And I said, look, I went again to Center of Grace and Peace. There's a bookshop here, Impact. So I said, I'm going to walk around this. Something, there'll be something here. Something for me. When you see me walking, I'm like a hunter. I'm like a wolf. There's something somewhere. Something somewhere. I said something somewhere that can change my life. I know it. I know it. Right now as I'm talking, there are, there are things. If, I, if, I, if they can get not just head knowledge, that they enter my heart and I practice it, I will be a very different person. And my ministry will be very different. I know it. So as you see me walking around there, so it's, it may look as if I'm, I, don't have, I don't like going to clothes shops or whatever, but I'm looking for something higher than dresses and clothes and shoes. You cannot compare shopping for clothes to shopping for grace and peace. Everything prophetic. So when I went and I saw a book of prophetic ministries. Huh? These days I take my time for I buy books because there are books you can buy, you don't read. How many? When you read, you don't understand what is going on in the whole book. The book will be there with you for a long time. So these days I don't waste my my money. I'll read the book a bit. So I started reading. I realized that I can read. I am understanding. So I took the book. That was the book. It was by Rick Joyner. So I took the book. I had never read any book by him. It's called the Prophetic Ministry. So when I got to my hotel, I was reading this book. I said, "Wow, it's very good." So as I was reading, I was reading some chapters. My wife was sleeping in inside there. And I turned around and said, who wrote this book? So I returned and said, oh, tomorrow I'll go back to the bookshop and see if there's any other book written by this man. So I went back to the piece, looking for more grace and peace. And I found the final quest. The final quest by Rejoiner. Because I said, oh, let me see what is his best book. And the way you see somebody's best book, when they write, author of this. So I saw on many of the books, author of the final quest, author of the final quest. So let me take only the final quest and see. It's done. It's a, it's a book. So I started reading it. It wasn't bad. And I started to be blessed, small, small. I spoke to Pastor Robert, who was in Geneva. And I told him, there's a book I'm reading. It's quite a good book. He said, ah, he thinks he also has one of those, but he has never read it. Not knowing I already had two of the final quests in my house. I had never <laughs> read it before. Two different copies that I've never read it before. Because I have books that I haven't read. And the cover wasn't nice, so I didn't. The cover is not nice. <laughs> and, and also, final quest, you don't understand what is, what is the final quest. Even up to now, we don't know what the final quest is. <laughs> so. I started to read it. I told Pastor Rob, then he also read it, and I was telling him what I had seen in the book. And then he told me, he said, hey, 
there are some angels in the book. Have I seen those angels? I said, ah! Says some, they were fighting the so faith, hope, and love. They were fighting the good. And another big angel called wisdom came to fight. Ah! There's another higher things in the book. So I continued reading. <laughs> because I would have stopped. You know some books, when you read a little, then you see that you are getting tired. That's why I don't read books from chapter 1. Don't read any book from chapter 1. Do you know how to read a book? Open it like that. Anywhere you come to start reading it. That's how to read. <laughs> Open anywhere and read. That's how to read. The reason why you've not been reading is because you start from chapter 1. The main message is never in chapter 1. It cannot be. Chapter 1, the person is trying to write a nice book, so he has to write a proper introduction and build up to the main point, which is in the middle of the book. Huh? Have you not written, they, they say to write an essay about a snake, and then you've studied about the forest. You get it? So you start writing, it says, snakes are wonderful creatures, and they are found mainly in forests. One may ask, what is a forest? And then you start to write, forest. A forest is this. Then... <laughs> so you realize that the main thing is later anyway so I keep on and this final quest and through these rejoiner books that I've been blessed with has totally changed and elevated my life and my ministry to a certain level and it has come through the knowledge of God through the knowledge of, I tell you that is why we must be seekers and hunters for the knowledge of God I tell you you must be somebody who wants a tape you must be somebody who wants to listen because the tape will help. and when you are listening to a tape try to see how it links you to the word if you read my books you find there is always a scripture I mean I am only teaching about a scripture I don't have any knowledge I, mean, I haven't been to Bible school before so I am only linked to the Bible all that I am teaching is to like all I am saying is oh, one verse grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus finish that's what I am teaching you all my going around is on this one verse but you see when you read it you will not see it that's why God sends a teacher to teach you and then your eyes open and say wow much grace much help can take you higher through knowledge through the knowledge of God the knowledge of God and not only the knowledge of God the knowledge of Jesus you see the knowledge of Jesus is different from the knowledge of God these days the books I read were written more than a hundred years ago I'm reading about Jesus Christ Recently I was preaching at Easter time. I was preaching about things that Jesus said. What he said on the cross. What it meant. And this is, I'm studying and I'm interested in what Jesus actually did and said. That's why if I have a Bible, I have, I have it in my first day's Bible. It's not in red letter. I don't like it anymore. I can't read it. Because Jesus Christ is the best teacher of his own religion. I said, Jesus Christ is the best teacher of his own religion. And what he said is the foundation. There's no other words like the words of Jesus. The words of Paul, Peter, and all these words. Revelations that were, that surround and embellish the foundation. No other foundation can any man lay apart from that which is laid. Jesus Christ is the foundation. 
So I read what Jesus said, what Jesus did, what he said, what he did. And this is blessing me. I am so blessed with Jesus Christ. I'm learning about Jesus. Oh, when you read about Jesus, you are, so the knowledge of Jesus helps. Sometimes I look in my church and I realize that there are not many rich people in the church. I don't have politicians in my church. I don't have uh, members of parliament. I don't have uh, ministers of whatever. And I realize, I look at Jesus. When Jesus, a rich man came to join Jesus' ministry, remember the rich young ruler? Jesus said, Honor your father, honor your mother. This is the man said, I've done. He said, Okay. You've been, oh, you've done? You've done all, all. Okay, go and sell all your goods and come and join me. But today's pastor, we would have said, we would have called Peter and said, Peter, you know, this man is a bad man, but he has to join us because we need rich people in the church. You know that money answered all the Ecclesiastes chapter, whatever. And you know that the ministry needs a lot of money to be able to function. So we need all these people in the church. So even though originally I told you that we were 12 apostles, this is number 13, the 13th apostle. Is it not how this the, the church, today's pastors, this is not how we would have behaved. Yeah, and then we change our message and it's like the message must be a bit secular and it must be a bit philosophical and it must be this and like that and like that to accommodate all these people. In the church, but not so with Jesus. Jesus said, Okay, go and sell all and come, let's go. And the man let and Peter and Co were so surprised and shocked, and they said, How can it be? One version says, and Jesus said, A rich man can enter the kingdom only with difficulty. Difficulty. You can, but with difficulty. Because you have to you see, God's doors. Do you know what a lintel is? Lintel is this this part of the door. You know, under the, the door. Yeah, this is the lintel. When the, when the Bible says that and the, 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 they painted the lintels with the blood so that any, when the angel of death was passing, they'll pass over. This is where they painted the lintel. You get it? That's what the lintel. Do you understand? Okay. L-I-N-T-E-L. Okay. God's lintels are lower. They are here. The kingdom doors, they are down here. The lintel is lost. So to come in, you have to bend down. That's why it's children who can come easily. It's children's children's lintels. Children's lintels. And that's why he said, unless you become as a little child, that means you go down like a child and behave like a child. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can, that's, why, that's why I said with difficulty. Some of us, we were born, but we were born with difficulty. We've come, but with difficulty. You should ask your mother. It wasn't easy. <laughs> with much difficulty. She struggled. She trembled. Sometimes she almost died. Some of them had their wombs slit. Raptured. Their vaginas torn into shreds. Their blood finished. Just to have you, you came but with difficulties. The head was coming, but instead of the head coming with here, it came with the brow. The face like that. <laughs> A 
and when the and when the brow is even the brow is coming, it means that your head is too big. Like it should have come like that so that you dive out like that nicely. Like they call it the evil presentation. When the when the child is, oh, doc, am I not right? Yeah. When the when the head is coming with the brow, that means that it's from here to here that it's coming out like that. <laughs> <laughs> and some of us we came either with a brow or with some other form of presented face come with your face you are supposed to bend your head like that and you sort of dive out when you are coming like that <laughs> so it was difficult you get it sometimes they had to use a vacuum pump to pull your head out huh vacuum to pull your your head out by the time your all of here was very long have you noticed that some people this place is very long <laughs> i think you can measure your neighbors <laughs> <laughs> so so you see that you've come but you came with difficulty it doesn't mean that there's no rich money that there are always some but you see that difficulty is 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 presented and jesus never lowered the standards for anybody this is the door how it is except you become like a little child you're humble you are teachable what is a little child a child a child is not conscious of uh of money a child is not conscious of position a child is not conscious even of sex and that are you are a boy i'm a girl no a little no it is except you come as a child except you become as a little child you cannot enter Yesterday I was I was coming I was on getting on my way to the airport and my little daughter Paula, huh, two and a half years old. I'm go- I said I'm going to the airport. She said I'm going with you. And she was taking I'm going with you to the plane. It's like she's coming with me to South Africa just in the evening. She just decided that she's coming with me. She's not thinking about so many things. You understand? And by the time we got to the airport, she was asleep. <laughs> So you realize that except you come down and become so simple. You know, and that's what, that's what one day I was, I was in Ghana and there was this uh, uh, guy, he's a billionaire, he's a chicken farmer, he's a billionaire. And he was saying that, you know, he, was, he went somewhere and there was a trillionaire. And the trillionaire was kneeling down and worshipping God. You know, and he said, if a trillionaire is kneeling down, then me a billionaire, I must lie down in the church. <laughs> and how about the thousand years and the hundred years? <laughs> you must be rolling on the floor. <laughs> Amen. So you can see that God 
this is so so as i was sad and i was sometimes i was thinking that oh why is it that you know some of these people and the lord was showing me that look the way you are preaching and what the things you are preaching and the things you are saying i mean a lot of people will not feel comfortable in such an environment you have to be really calm down to be able to just flow you may easily think you know something negative of of, of what is being said because this and jesus this was how he, he behaved so many things that jesus taught and even jesus looks strange in the church today jesus christ he looks strange in the church when you read the words of jesus in a church it almost looks like it's an extreme teacher he said lay not up for yourself treasures on earth what do we do we teach 25 steps to getting more treasures four ways to multiply your treasures 18 reasons why your treasures don't multiply seven steps to increasing treasures how to preserve treasures we call, we use different names but that's what we are teaching jesus said do not lay it up we are laying it up all our lives are geared towards this earth how do we and we can heap up how we can pile up how we can raise more things and we only start to agree with jesus when we are dying when we are on our deathbeds then we agree with jesus one day a man came to my office and uh, he was sick you see i've not i'm not very old but i've seen a lot of things not so many things but i've seen some things i've seen people who insult me and they see, i've seen those same people this guy he came and he said he pulled his trousers i have so many trousers designer trousers that i bought in london special he had cancer or some kind of disease that all his stomach is finished so the trousers are very big now he said i cannot even change it because i change it to change he said it's all useless now and i said you are beginning to talk like me (laughs) now it's a bit late now yeah i've seen people who make fun of me and they call me when they are dying can you call your bishop and their last day when they said demons were coming one guy was witnessing to him i said look you need jesus christ he asked who do you think you are i met him at the golf course said who do you think you are you come and you tell me do you know do you know do you know who do you know who i am you think you are better than me you just come and you say that you'll be born again do you know anything about me oh as the guy was just dressing myself my brother i beg you please I didn't mean yeah you don't just get up and talk who do you think you are better than people who are around here you just come you think you are better than us i please i beg you i don't want to cry i said look me i don't cry i'm a gum and i beat i don't cry i beat <laughs> he says he told me i don't quarrel i beat I think that was the same year in which he died when he was in hospital he said please can you call your bishop for me and they were ringing can you call your bishop to come and then demons started to come i can see them they are coming they are coming it's easy to shout like that but in the day that you are approaching it and you see that all the things that are being said they are true 
They are real. So we, we need to believe the word. And we need to believe Jesus. That's what I'm talking about. The knowledge of Jesus, our Lord. Not just the knowledge of God, but the knowledge of Jesus. What he said, what he did. What he said, what he did. What he said. I wrote a, I wrote a book called Interview with Jesus. I have some tips. I think it's called the words of Jesus. You will find that people will pass by that one. And they say, give me one on a prosperity. How to have a breakthrough. Breakthrough without sweat. (laughs) Amen. So, you know, I I really, really believe that um, there are many, many powerful things that God will lift us into. When I'm gone after this short time that we are together, do you understand? You need to decide, look, I am going to the next level of Christianity, of ministry. There is another level. I'm telling you, your level is not the final level. My level is not the final level. There are levels. There are higher levels of everything. There are higher levels of everything. Hallelujah. I see you going to those higher levels. And how will you go to those higher levels? You must come to the point where you, you search for. You see, until you begin to search for. You see, nowadays, I don't preach so much in uh, as maybe some time ago I would have at some places. Because what I've realized is that unless there is a desire within you you know (laughs) no matter what is said to you it doesn't really affect you a few weeks ago a sister was uh, telling us about somebody who was going to Ghana the person has become blind and I mean we're talking about blind people because Stevie Wonder came to our church and he came I was talking with him I was interacting with him and it's an interesting thing to meet a blind person it's a marvelous thing. Remind me to tell you about that. But um, as I was as I was talking, this person said they brought a floodlight, you know, like this floodlight, and they put it on the blind man's eyes, in front of his eyes, like this, and he couldn't see anything. This was somebody who used to see. And he couldn't even detect that the light, the floodlight, big light was on. I mean, not even the slide, you know. You know how it's when your eyes are closed and the lights come on. You can sort of feel that the lights have come on. You know. Nothing at all. Totally blind. So then I realized, the Lord spoke to me, I realized that no matter how much light and preaching, wow, teaching is presented if the person himself doesn't open his eyes or hasn't got an eye to see i mean it can be it can be 10 days of camp he has to open his eyes himself there must be an interest from you in god and in his word Otherwise, the greatest light can be on you, but you still don't see anything. How many understand what I'm talking about? Yeah? That is why, I, you know, I brought along these tapes. And I'm, they are not free. 
we are, we are going to, somebody should help me. We are going to offer them to you. You know, if you don't get them, I'll take them to Durban. This is the knowledge of God. Amen. Are you listening to me? This is the knowledge of God. How many want grace and peace to multiply? This is, this is what you need. I'm telling you, how many of you are planning to go shopping next week? Huh. Do, suspend it. This is the shopping you need to do. Now let me tell you something. When we sell books, me, I've written books, published almost half a million books. I don't earn even a dollar and have never earned any money. Neither do I earn anything when tapes are sold. I don't have anything to do with this. I'm just sharing it with you for your sake. Yeah. You know? So, the knowledge of God is what you need. And if you are really interested, you see, just like I was saying, how I go and I'll be scanning a bookshop, tapes, because there's something. There is. That will lift you to the next level. And you should want it. I'll go to Kenneth Hicken and I'll buy his ministry. Buy his tapes. I need more than $1,000. And all oh, that's, oh, that's all my weight. And I'm coming back home. Because I know. You see, where I am now, by the grace of God, I mean, anything that I want to have in my life, if I, if I want it, I can have it. There's no car. There's no house. There's nowhere that I cannot have. I am, the, in a sense, a chief executive of a multi-million dollar organization. You may not know it. You may not know it. If that is what I'm after, and if that's what I want, if I want, I can have it. I don't need it. I don't want it. And if I want, I can. Grace, knowledge, grace and peace. God has lifted me. When I started, which I thought that, oh, I will never even travel again. When I decided to become a pastor, I said to myself, I know that I will never, because it was my father who was buying tickets for me when I used to travel. And I used to travel first class as a little child. Sometimes I'll be the only person in the first class coming with the chief justice as a child. So I knew that I would never travel again. Yet, as I sit down, I keep on being invited. As I'm traveling now, they are paying my expenses. I'm not coming here at my own expense. They pay for me to come. They pay for me to go to Los Angeles. They pay for me to go to Seattle. They pay for they are they are paying and they after they bless me properly and I go with my the pockets full. Yeah. No, I'm telling you. It is a stupendous thing. You can easily be stupefied. But you see the grace that you, you may not understand it because it's hidden. And except you seek. And I realize that I have sought. And I seek. Sometimes you look. There are times in this South Africa I've stayed in rooms. Pray from morning to evening. From on my knees. From morning. From day. When the, the sun comes. Till the sun goes down. Praying in one place. Seeking after God. Except you want it there. Eh? Seek and you shall find. Ask, it shall be given to you. Knock. That's why I say I can bring the floodlight and put it on. But you need to have even some small eye to want to see. 
So I, 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 I recommend these things to you. Oh yeah, I recommend. Well, this one is what? Cryptos man. You know, yesterday, somebody came to tell me, one of my classmates, one of my mates, I think he was my mate in Achimota school, he died. He had cancer. This person, he came to see me before he died. He was not serving God. This high, whatever. And then when they get sick, then he was now there. But she said to me, as he was dying, it was like he came out of, he said, that's a cryptos man. She was telling me, she said, he came out, it was like, he said, ah, I can see my body down there. It's like I'm up and I can see my body down. That's a cryptos man. Do you know cryptos man? You don't know. You see, so, inner man, cryptos man. You see, knowledge, peace, and grace. So we know that, for me, that even gives me, because I know that the person is going to heaven. You see, when you die, you go up. I had a camp called Cryptos Man. I showed them a, a film of people who die medically and what they see. Uh, and uh, heart surgery and so on. They die and so on. So, more grace. Okay. You, go, you go higher. You go higher. So, seek you shall find. Caroline, do you understand what I'm saying? Seek you find. Invest in it. Nobody is dashing. That's why I say that they shouldn't even reduce it. What you don't like, somebody likes it. If I go to Deva right now, I put it. You know, recently I was traveling somewhere and I got a I got an invitation to Scotland. Again, I said these places. Just last Sunday I was in Scotland, not this Sunday, the Sunday before. A white man, white church, white people. He has read my book. I don't know how he got the book. Loyalty and disloyalty. He has ordered the book for all his leaders in his church. Then he invited me. He said, would I come? Will he come? Will he come? They called and called and called. And I said, okay, I'll go. Scotland. Glasgow. Edinburgh. There's not even one brown face in the church. All of the white people. <laughs> Is it not stupendous? You are stupefied. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying that except you open your eyes, the light may be shining very bright by you, but it won't touch you. So you've got to open your eyes. Amen. Amen. So I think all these tapes and all these things, I think they'll be at the back. After this one is Cryptosman. Give me a, a couple of, a couple. Agree on the way. You see, Jesus said, agree on the way. But you see, you may not know what is agree on the way. Huh. I can preach this. It's a whole camp meeting. Boldness in the day of judgment. You know, you need not just to have, but to listen. If you won't listen, don't buy it. Because you are preventing somebody from getting it. There are not so many. So in the end, you've taken it and you are not going to listen to it. You just make a library. This one is called, He Humbled Himself and Became Obedient. I was in London. I did the same thing. I preached about this same grace and peace. And I was telling They bought all the... I, in fact, I didn't bring them. It was their own bookshop there. That bookshop is run privately. I told the guy, bring all your tapes. And as I finished ordering the other tapes, breakthrough, whatever they bought there, He Humbled Himself and Became Obedient. It was like that. I said, you know, the knowledge of Jesus is very important. It gives so much peace. Jesus, study Jesus. Learn Jesus Christ. Our Savior is Jesus. 
<laughs> you know his name jesus christ he is the one you must try to follow him you must try to be close to him hallelujah delusions these are the ones that have sinyazos and other parabeno yeah this is a sinyazo one is here you said what you didn't say <laughs> and what is this one soul witness anointing what's that yeah it's stupendous daughter you can make it this one has daughter make a move and it has daughter what a move (laughs) and then it has daughter you have tender eyes tender eyes some of you you are not miss south africa but you have tender eyes remember leah she was not as beautiful as rachel but she had tender eyes wow you see you don't know that's why you are so you look at your face and you say my shape is like like this like this i wish my shape was like that i wish my face was like this you have tender eyes you may not look like this or look like that but you have tender eyes so listen to it and you'll be blessed that's it militarization of the church oh they put me in a military uh, army here it's not a real picture please how to deal with demon the madman of gadara you see this one is a study of jesus and what happens it's very very demon activity most people don't know what demons are doing very very powerful powerful effects of the assembly see let, let, let me just tell you something if i was you i would want to buy one of everything and keep it and then i'll listen until it gets finished yeah but you see we have to pay for our shoes the dream church it's powerful you are going to need it how to develop your pastoral ministry Hmm? it's stupendous this one is what seven great principles seven great principles huh get it you'll be blessed duality we have the snakes in the church two tongues isn't it one says this one says that and all in the church so get this before you marry make sure you listen to it breaking out of barrenness in this this was a very nice camp it's one of my favorite camps and i think uh, where is it do we have marriage and ministry in this one is it there <laughs> marriage and ministry 
familiarity. Uh, the, but the marriage and ministry tape is from this camp. They've added it to what? A low somewhere else. Okay. Daughter series. All right. This one. Hmm. Women. The challenges of a woman. Challenges of a woman too. Daughter, you can make it. Daughter, count your blessings. Daughter, make a move. Daughter, while you wait. You see, like Hannah. While she was waiting for her blessing, what did she do? And this was because of you, woman. Look, I'll tell you, women. Let me, tell, let me talk to the ladies. Have you finished? You got vote. Bring, bring. Let me talk to the ladies. Look, it's not easy to be a woman. Pray for all women. Because Satan is against you. You get it? Ah, okay. Same thing. Agree on the way, volume one. Delusions, volume two. More delusions. Okay. Now, it's not easy to be a woman. Let's say you are a very intelligent woman moving along in your life. You go to school, you learn this, you learn this, you learn whatever. Then you go and marry somebody. Do you understand? And that person is not as spiritual as you are, he's not as intelligent as you are, he's not as wise as you are, and you have to follow him. <laughs> is it not difficult? And there are so many problems that come about in, in marriage. And apart from that, you are created weaker in many ways. You see, if you see an aircraft carrier moving on the sea, aircraft carrier, they have planes in them, nuclear powered, with more than 5,000 people on board. You cannot easily sink it. And then you see an old SS Apapa ship moving. I once went on a ship called SS Apapa. Very old. And then there is a storm. What is going to happen to the old weaker vessel? It's going to be blown away. And the aircraft carrier will be going with nuclear power. That's what happens in life. So many times you see at the end of life, many women are bitter, don't trust a man. You see, men, they are like this, men like this, this, that. They become bitter, wicked, frustrated. But you don't have to become like that. And no matter what you do, you can't change men. And you can't change life. By the time you finish your life, the world will be more complicated. So you have to get wisdom how to be in this world. Do you understand what? How to marry, how to survive, how to make it. How to do well in spite of every circumstance that you, you find yourself. It, it takes the wisdom of God. It's not easy to be a woman. Especially to be a woman of God. All these Catherine Kuman, they were all divorced. Amy Semple McPherson, Catherine Kuman, uh, all of them. Either married three, four times, divorced, whatever. It, it's not easy. You know? So, if you don't get the wisdom, you will not understand. Even your husband, you see, there is a way you can play things. You just twist his head like this. Twist it like that. You see that he's turned his head. There's another way when you do, he, you will drive him away. 
One day, her husband was close. Are you not coming? So he said, It's better to be in the wilderness, far away from my house, than to go home. <laughs> it's better. Are you not going home? It's, it's better. It's better to be where I am than to go home. In the house of a contentious woman. Contending with you on every point. So you need to learn the wisdom of God. So that as a lady, a Christian woman, you can do well physically. Do well in marriage. You see, God's ways are the opposite. You think that when you exalt yourself and you fight for your rights, you get it? You will really make a point. I'm making this point. In making the point, by the time the points you've made have been made, you have spot your whole marriage and you have sown seeds of distraction. Amen? So learn it. And those who are older, you will understand what I'm saying is true. The more you grow in life, the more you learn. And husbands do the same thing. So learn, yeah, we need strategies how to move in life. And I believe that the Lord will bless. Amen. So grace and peace, peace, it comes through knowledge. How many are going to get knowledge for, for your life? You, you need to. You need to. Hallelujah. Amen. And it's going to be a blessing. Amen. So, I'm going to give you a short break now. If you want to get any of these tapes, they'll be at the back there. It's the same normal price. Don't reduce it because other people want it. And then you get it. Whatever you have. And then uh, we'll be back in about 30 minutes break. Okay. God bless you. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.